this morning. Appreciate you being here. And if you would take your Bibles, turn with me, please, to the book of Luke, chapter number 8, Psalm chapter 107. Luke chapter 8, Psalm chapter 107. I'm going to preach a message this morning as the storm hits outside. I'm going to preach a message inside called and entitled Faith in the Time of Storm or Faithfulness in the Time of Storm. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we're grateful for the day, and Lord, as we stand here, we realize that we are to be faithful in the storms of life, that they are going to come, and just as the clouds have swept over us this morning, just as the rain has wet our face this morning, and just as we've heard the thunder and the lightning this morning, there are storms that come in our life, and Lord, I pray you'd help us to be determined this morning, not just to be faithful to church in the time of storm, but to be faithful to you in the times of storms of our life. And I pray now you'd bless the message, bless each one that's come this way, in Jesus' name, amen. I want us to understand right off the bat this morning, I am not a sunny side up Christian. I'm going to tell you that storms will come in your life. Somebody say amen. When you get saved, that does not end your problems. That just means that you're saved, you're right with God, you're on board with the plan of God, but we still live in a world that is filled at times with storms. Just as you cannot avoid a storm this morning as you drove to church, you could not change that cloud cover, you could not change that atmospheric disturbance, you could not change the barometric pressure, you could do nothing about what happened over your head this morning sometimes in your life, you can do nothing about what happens. Somebody say amen. amen. Can't do it. Now, I like to avoid storms if it's at all possible. Several times this year, about half a dozen or so times this year, I have looked up and seen it about to hit, got out the old cell phone, looked at the Doppler radar and said, you know what, that storm's going to hit here. I think I'll just go to Bristol. It's not going to hit over there. And there's been a time or two that I've said, hmm, I was going to play pickleball in Bristol and the storm was hitting and I looked and I said, hmm, I think I'll go to Kingsport. And I played in the sunshine in Kingsport. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying there are times and there are ways that you and I can avoid the physical storms. And David said this in Psalm 55. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. So what I can tell you is that physically I will avoid a storm if I see it coming, amen. I'll drive around it. I'll stay put and watch it go by. But there are times that I cannot do that. There is no such thing as heavenly Doppler radar. God does not tell me when the storms are about to approach my life. There is no such thing, there is no way that I can predict in my life the circumstances that will befall me before this service is over, amen. There is no way that I can predict those approaching fronts. That's the problem with the storms of life. There is no satellite imagery to help me avoid, amen. So, one day of our life, it may be sunny, and all it takes is one unsuspected phone call, and you're in a storm. All it takes is one doctor visit, you think it's your annual physical, and when you walk out of there because of health issues, you're in a storm. It may be that you go home this afternoon, and your family 
is facing a storm. As it is in this world, so the storms of life come to us. Let's read Luke chapter number 8, and let's see something about this. I want you to understand. I preached on this several years ago, but this is a whole different message. Luke chapter 8, and let's begin reading in verse number 22. Luke 8, 22. The Bible says, now it came to pass on a certain day. I want you to underline that word. Don't let that bypass you. It came to pass on a certain day that he, that is Jesus, went into the ship with his disciples and he said unto them, let us go over to the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came down, no, watch that, there came down a sudden thunderstorm, a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, where is your faith? And may I say from the title of the message, where is your faithfulness? And they being afraid wondered, saying unto one another, what manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and the water that they obey him. And watch the next words the next, of the next verse. And they arrived. This certain day, look up here at me. This certain day that I had you to underline in your Bible had been predestined and predetermined for over a thousand years. You say, preacher, how do you know that? You're going to find out in just a few minutes when we turn back in the Scripture. This day... Let me tell you something about this day. This certain day, these disciples were in the will of God. This certain day that a storm came down, they were doing exactly what Jesus said to do. They were in the perfect will of God. As a matter of fact, they were sailing with the Lord Jesus Christ. Christian, this morning, as you're sailing through life, you may be on the very boat where Jesus is. You may be on the very lake where you're supposed to be. You may be sailing in the very waters that you're supposed to be sailing in, and a storm is going to come down. There was no anticipation as they launched forth. The Bible says they launched forth. Jesus said we're going to sail, and they launched forth. I didn't see them have a discussion saying, oh, wait a minute, Lord, I see some storm clouds arising. We better wait just a minute. We better wait and see where that storm's going. We better wait and see how that depression acts. We better wait and see if there's some more atmospheric disturbances. No, the Bible says they just got on board and went with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you something, folks. That's the faith that we need this morning. It doesn't matter where the clouds are, uh, are, the political clouds are going around us. It doesn't matter where the worldly clouds are swirling around us. It doesn't matter about the circumstances in our life and how we feel and our emotional disturbances. We better get on board with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and listen, this did not 
prevent the storm from happening. This certain day had been prepared, as I said before, for a thousand years. There was no disturbance to tip them off that if they launched, that soon they would be in peril. I think of some other people in the scriptures who got in a storm. Jonah got out of the will of God and God put him in a storm. Amen. Elijah got out of the will of God so much that he wanted to commit suicide and God put him in a storm and the storm woke him up. It's quiet in here. Why is that? The storm woke him up. There was a certain day. They wound up in a storm. This is not that Elijah was, was out of the will of God. Jonah was out of the will of God. But these men were directly in the will of God. And then the Bible says in verse 23, as they sailed. As they sailed. I mean, they started off and it was so calm and the waters were so easy and the wind so easy that Jesus went down in the ship and went to sleep. I mean, it was easy sailing. And sometimes when you get on board with God's plan, when you get saved or when you get right with God or when you decide that you're going to walk with God, sometimes at the first, it's easy sailing. I mean, you can just sleep in the peace of God and the next thing you know, Boom, there's a thunderstorm right over your head. And that's exactly what happened here. The Bible says, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake. This was not just rain. This was not just thunderstorm. This was a storm of wind. And if you know anything about wind, wind is what kicks up the waves. So they were not just in a thunderstorm. It wasn't just a downpour. There was some wind associated here that were about to completely destroy this boat and the Bible says they were filled with water. Water coming in from the rain, water washing over the gunwales into the boat from the waves. There was, let me just say it like this, there were multiple problems. Can I get a witness? Sometimes in our life, it's easy to face one problem at a time. Sometimes you have a problem and you just stay balanced as I've been preaching for about four weeks. I mean, you could just handle it. You keep it in perspective. You just, you just compartmentalize what you need to, solve what you need to, and go on. And in other times in life, there's going to be multiple problems. And we're going to get overwhelmed. It's called cognitive overload. And I tell you what, we've seen that before. That is why most pilots crash an airplane is cognitive overload. And sometimes in life, we face multiple problems that cause cognitive overload. And most of the time, when we face those problems, we go to somebody else, we go to the world, we go some, instead of going to Jesus, we go, everywhere else with our problems. Somebody say amen. amen. They were filled with water. They had multiple problems. The old saying that says when it rains it pours is very true. So in just one verse here we've gone from calm to chaos. In just one verse we've gone from peace 
to a predicament. Even in the perfect will of God, storms are unavoidable. There's stress. Then I want you to notice the next phrase here. There came down. There was an atmospheric disturbance that developed right over them. There's no way the radar could have predicted it. There's no way that Doppler could have said it would have been there. This storm just developed right over their head. I've had that to happen a few times this year. And I've had it to happen in circumstances a few times this year. I thought everything was going good. I thought my life was on track. I was doing what I was supposed to do. I was busy from 6 o'clock in the morning till midnight at night. I was tracking along as hard as I could go. And all of a sudden, a storm develops right over my head. Unavoidable, unpredictable. And I was right where I needed to be in the will of God but in the middle of a storm. There came down, this was an atmospheric disturbance that developed right over their head. They were blindsided. And can I tell you this morning, there's a lot of Christians who get in a storm and they cease to be faithful. They stop being faithful to the house of God. They stop being faithful to their employment. They stop being faithful to their home and to their wife. They get in a storm and faithfulness is thrown out the window. There's a lot of Christians who think that if they get in one of life's atmospheric disturbances that they'll just switch churches and it'll be alright. They'll switch jobs and it'll be alright. They'll switch something else. Let me tell you something. I don't care what you switch which in life storms will come. They're hitting. And if you think that you can look at your... Listen, I've been smart enough and had enough foresight with my phone this, this summer to avoid some things, and I've felt pretty good about it. But I'm going to tell you something. That is not available for life. You can't run from it. And so today we have a lot of folks who are jumping the ship. Let me just say right here, don't jump the ship when the squalls come. Don't jump the ship when the trouble happens. Don't jump the ship when the waves hit. Don't jump the ship when the lightning strikes. Don't jump the ship. The best place you can be is in the ship with Jesus. Don't let it look like the devil will say, hey, you need to jump off of this ship. It's safer in the water than it is on the ship. Just go ahead and get out of here. No, sir, friend, uh, don't jump the ship. Wake up the Savior. Let me say that again. Uh, don't jump the ship. Wake up the Savior. And so they didn't jump the ship. They, Verse 24, watch what they did. They did what you and I should do. The best thing you can do and the best thing that I can do in the midst of the tempest is get to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The best thing you can do this morning in the midst of life, in the midst of your storm, in the midst of what is going on and the circumstances, uh, the best thing you can do is get to Jesus. When they got to Jesus, they didn't. Say, our most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you for who you are. 
and what you've done. I thank you. Did they pray that prayer? You know what they said? They said, Master, Master, we perish. <laughs> There's times when I've been to the Lord, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to pray. I'm like, Lord, I don't have the words. There's hurt. There's anger. I don't, I, Lord, I just, and you know what the Bible says? The Bible says we know not to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us. Boy, I tell you what, we ought to be on the cloud praising God because sometimes when I pray, all I could say is, Master, Master, we perish. And the Spirit takes my little way of communication. The Spirit takes my few little words and the Spirit turns them all around and somehow the Spirit of God expresses what's in my heart and changes it so God knows and God understands what I'm going through. You ever see a baby who, who they can't talk just like our baby right over here? She can't say one word, but I'll guarantee you if she goes, uh-uh, or uh-uh, her parents can interpret what she just said. And so the Spirit of God can interpret what we say. If we just say, uh-uh, or uh-uh, the Spirit interprets that. I remember Andrew's first words was Dackham. Dackham. Everything was Dackham. We even named a goat Dackham. <laughs> and he could say Dackham, and you thought it was a word, but we understood what he was saying. Are y'all with me? Have you ever been there when it, in times of prayer when you're just at the bottom and the storm has come and you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, but you just somehow by faith present yourself before the Lord Jesus Christ and say, Master, Master, I need some help. This was not just a normal cyclone. It was not an anti-cyclone. This was a bad storm. <laughs> you ever been in a bad storm? I mean a bad storm. And I just tell you one time, me and Lisa, they was a, now I, let me clarify something. When storms hit, there's a wind right on the leading edge of the storm. And, and, and Lisa can tell you, when that hits, I like to go out in it. I mean, there's a smell of rain on the wind and the winds are whipping and you can see it coming and the lightning's coming. And I like to go out and experience that. Maybe I'm weird, but I'm, I'm okay with being weird. And I like to experience that. So I like storms. I'm not afraid of them. But boy, this one storm in particular, I never, I never run from a storm. Now, I dated a girl in high school and her mother would hide in the hall closet during a storm. Now, that's weird when you're dating a girl and her mother disappears and she's in the closet. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's weird. 
But, you know, nonetheless, some people are that afraid. I am not afraid. But this particular storm came in, and the clouds were green and black and swirling, and I had a feed bucket outside in the yard, and that thing started blowing around the house like this. So I knew we were in some kind of a vortex, and boy, I'm telling you, the lightning started hitting, and it was like artillery fire. It was hitting all around. the. You could smell the sulfur burning from the lightning that was hitting. The hail looked like shards. Uh, it wasn't just round balls. It was shards like lightning bolts that was coming down. It sheared the garden off. The leaves were falling off the trees. Everything was... And you know what I said? I think it's time to go to the basement. Now, buddy, it was, it was bad. So I get in the basement. Lisa follows me, and we go in the little school room down there where we'd homeschooled the kids. But I got curious. I said, i got to see this. I've never seen nothing like this. So I went out of that room, and I went back, and I got on the aluminum garage door. <laughs> if y'all know anything about aluminum, it conducts electricity. And there I was, leaning on the aluminum garage door, watching the storm, the hail, the lightning, and I mean, it's hitting all around, and my wife was dumb enough to come and watch stand beside of me <laughs> and hold the same door. And about that time, I heard something go, <laughs> and if you ever hear a <laughs> before the you about to get lit up, buddy. And I heard a zee boom. And we jumped back and looked at each other and I said, we just got hit by lightning. <laughs> she said, I think we better get back in the schoolroom. Now there's 300 million people in America and I did the study, only 300 people a year get hit by lightning out of 300 million. Well, I was a statistic. <laughs> what are you saying, preacher? Sometimes you can't help but be in a storm. Right. Amen. I found the tree the next day. I had to find it. It hit a tree not far from the garage door, just a few hundred feet up in the hill. It cut the tree in two. It peeled the bark back like a banana peel. And I said, Lord in mercy, it's no wonder. It's a wonder we hadn't got killed. What are you saying, preacher? One minute, it's clear and sunny, and the next minute you're hunkered down in the basement. You know something, life is like that. There's some times that I just like to hunker down in the basement. There's times in life when I just like to dig a hole and crawl in it. Are y'all with me? I've got my shoes off, my tie's gone. I ain't the big preacher behind the pulpit this morning. There are times in life. You say, well, preacher, you've you, you got a successful ministry. Look at your wife and your family. And we, we, all, you know, we all look at you and it seems like you've got it all together. Well, you're wrong. Because sometimes I'd like to dig a hole and just crawl in. Sometimes I'd just like to escape the tempest. 
Sometimes I'd like to jump the ship. Sometimes I'd just like to get away, but those are the times, listen to me carefully, those are the times to get to Jesus and just say, Master, Master, we perish. If you don't do something here, Lord, I don't know what's going to happen. If you don't step into this situation and do something about it, Lord, I can't do it. It's out of my control. The storm is too big. The waves are too high. The rain is coming down. If you don't step in, I'm going to go down. Amen. <laughs> you say, preacher, does that happen to you? You better believe it happens to me, friend. Sometimes all you do is hunker down and take the storm, but you call out to the one who controls the storm. The Bible says this in Nahum chapter 1, the Lord is slow to anger and great in power and will not all at all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. You know what causes lightning? Lightning is caused by a, a warm front with all this hot air and a cold front with all this cold air. And it's, one is positively charged and one is negatively charged. And there's a, there's a pocket of air in between that. It works like an insulator. And that insulator is keeping those two apart. But sometimes that insulator breaks down and that cold hits that hot and that negative hits that positive and you got conflict. And that conflict is a storm, a lightning bolt. Let me tell you something about your life. Right in the middle, sometimes you feel like an insulator. You got cold on that side and hot on that side. Positive on this side, negative on that side. Conservatives on this side, liberals on that side. Men on this side, women on that side. I mean, it's just, it's just and all of a sudden the insulation breaks down and you got a lightning bolt. And it'll happen to all of us. That's what causes the clash of temperatures. There will always be conflicts. What are you preaching? I'm preaching be faithful in the storm. Be faithful in the storm. Sometimes the storms of life are just little annoying things, like the rain. Look there, the sun's already out again. The rain we had this morning, I just put on a little rain suit, got an umbrella, and, and it was just a little annoying rain. I mean, sometimes life just has little annoying things. But sometimes life will put you in the basement. Sometimes life will put you hiding and trying to find refuge from the storm. There are health problems, marital problems, parenting difficulties, financial complications, people's worries on the job, mental health obstacles. Choose one of those categories and I guarantee one of them's coming to you. You say, preacher, I've, I've got it all together. Well, I'm glad because guess what? The devil wants to tear it apart if you're not careful. Amen. Choose a category and one of those things will come to you. Storms can be deadly. I've got to close. Storms can be deadly. I worked with a guy and he said him and his two cousins was out on a flat rock in the yard playing cards and he said, there's a few little clouds come up. A sweltery feeling came over them and lightning hit and killed one of the cousins who was in the middle 
of the other two sitting on the same rock. Storms can be deadly. Storms, you know, when I was a kid, you know what we didn't had to do in a storm? Mommy said, you can't get near the window. Don't go in there and take a bath. Turn off all the TVs. Unplug the cable. Take the fuses out of the fuse box. And now we don't even care. We got breakers and everything else, lightning arresters, and we don't fear it as much as we used to. But storms can be deadly. Watch verse 24. The Bible says, Then he arose. Jesus was completely comfortable in the bottom of the ship. And notice a word there. The Bible says, and I want you to get the picture here. The Bible says that he arose and rebuked, underline that word, rebuked the wind. Now, there are three biblical words that are used for these kinds of things. Rebuke is the last one. We'll look at this, begin at the first. Number one is an admonition. The Bible says to bring your children up in the fear of the admonition of the Lord. Admonition is a warning. A reproof is a stiffer warning, but a rebuke is letting somebody have it. Are y'all with me? So a warning would be, son, you shouldn't be doing that or going there. That's a warning. An admonition would be, uh, mister, you're going to get in trouble down there. The rebuke would be, I told you not to do that. Are you all with me? Now let's apply it to here. Jesus didn't go out on the storm and say, you need to quit blowing. <laughs> he didn't even go out and look at the storm and say, Peace be still. He rebuked it. He said, lay down, you mighty winds. Uh, lay down, you mighty waves. Oh, we're going to the other side. If you'll apply that to life, you'll be shouting glory, hallelujah. Because sometimes I like it when the Lord steps into my problem and I just say, Master, Master, I perish. And Jesus doesn't come along and say to the devil, you don't need to do that. He comes into my life and with a rebuke, he says, you leave him alone. He's had enough problems. He's seen enough heartache. He's shed enough tears. It's time for you to get your hiding out of here. Amen. Thank God when Jesus rebukes the storm. And he rebuked it, the Bible says. To them... I thought this was interesting, but I, I'm going to, let me just, y'all going anywhere any too fast. I may preach an extra minute. This storm, and I'll prove it to you from the Bible, was from God. It wasn't from the devil. It wasn't from hell. It was, it was developed right over their head, planned a thousand years before, and it was from God. And they looked at this storm and they said, it's big, it's dangerous, it's going to kill us, we can't get out of it, we can't get away from it. And they woke up the Lord Jesus Christ. You know where the biggest storm is on our, in our solar system? It's on Jupiter. There's a red spot on Jupiter 
where there's a storm there that's been happening. Science flew by it with that Juno, whatever that thing was, and they flew by it, and they figured out that storm had 300-mile-an-hour winds, and it's been hitting that planet for 200 years. It's the biggest storm in our solar system. Let me tell you who created it. For by him all things were created, whether they be principalities or powers, whether they be things in heaven or whether they be things in earth. And if Jesus can create a storm on Jupiter that lasts 200 years with 300 mile an hour winds, uh, then he can stop one on earth. Amen. Psalm 107, I'm going to show you where this came from. Psalm 107. You say, preacher, was this storm from God? Show me from the Bible. Here we go. You can see it for yourself. Don't believe me. If this don't float your boat, I'll just get out of the pulpit. Here we go. Psalm 107 in verse number 23. 107, 23. If this, isn't a, if this isn't taken from Luke chapter 8, a thousand years in advance, I don't know what it is. Watch this. They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, I'd say that's where the disciples were, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth, and what? Raiseth the stormy wind. Where is our storm from in Luke chapter 8? Directly from God. He commandeth. He might have been asleep in the bottom of the boat, but he knew what was coming, amen. He might have been tired and laid down to rest, but this thing had been predetermined, predestined, and the Bible says he commandeth, verse 25, and raiseth the stormy wind which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven. They go down to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. That's the size of the waves. They reel to and fro, stagger like a drunken man. They're at their wit's end. <laughs> then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. <laughs> and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad because they be quiet, and he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Read the next verse. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. Wow. Before that storm ever hit, a certain day had been determined a thousand years ago. And sometimes in your life, God's going to let something come in there, unexpected, can't do anything about it, already been pre-planned, pre-thought out, predestined, and it's going to happen. It may be cancer. It may be trouble in the home. It may be the trouble in the church. It may be 
problems on the job or financial issues. But God's allowing that to happen. To make you stronger. And to cause you to trust him. And be faithful in the storm. And he said unto them, verse 25, we're back, at, let's go back to Luke chapter 8. And he said unto them, where is your faith? And I'm saying to you this morning, where is your faithfulness? They being afraid wondered, saying unto one another, what manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and water, and they obey him. I'm going to close with a, a story. And I don't normally do this. I like to close with the Bible. But I'm going to close with a story. Robert Louis Stevenson was a great storyteller. And he told the story of a ship that got in trouble near the shore, a rocky shore. And a storm, a sudden storm hits. And it was so bad that the ship was in danger of being broken up either by the waves or being washed in and broken up on the rocky shore. The captain of the ship said, take all of the passengers and put them in the bottom of the boat and put all the crew on the deck. We're going to do everything we can to sail through this storm. And the winds and the waves begin to crash, and it looked like they were going to go down. They were all working feverishly and fearing death, and one passenger in the bottom of the ship defied the captain's orders. And he said, I can't stand it down here. i got to go up and hang on the garage door. <laughs> he said, I can't stand it here. i got to go up and see what's going on. And he goes up to the deck. And he begins to slip and slide on the slippery salt water. And he begins to cling to the gunwales and the handrails. And he, he gets all away. He goes to the pilot's house. And he gets to the pilot's house. And he's hanging on for the winds and the waves. And he looks through. And there's the captain still at the helm, steering the boat, fighting the waves. And the captain looks over and sees the passenger. And all he does is smile. That old boy makes his way, he makes his way back down the, back to the ship and back to the back of the ship and downstairs and he goes back and the people are waiting anxiously and they say, what's happening? What's going to befall us? Where are we at? Is he going to be all right? And he looks at those people and he says, it's all right. Uh, I've seen the face of the captain and everything is going to be all right. May I tell you, friend, sometimes uh, I just have to crawl out of the bottom of the ship uh, and just see if the captain's still at the helm. Uh, just see if he's still in the steering house, in the pilot's house. Uh, and can I tell you this morning, he's still there. I don't care where your life is or what's happening or what's going on. Uh, the captain is still there. It's going to be all right. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I wonder this morning, first of all, if there be one here who doesn't know Christ. You don't know Jesus as your Savior. You're, even not, you're not even on His boat.
Would there be one this morning? I'm not going to ask you to show your hand. I'm just going to ask you to slip out of your seat. Would you come and receive Christ as your Savior? You need help. You're hurting. Your life's a mess. The devil's destroyed you. The hardness of sin has caused your life to be in the storm. I'm going to ask you to slip out of your seat right now. Come on. We've seen 15 people saved in the last two or three weeks. You can be the next. God's here. His Spirit is here. It's thicker than hops in this church this morning. I'm going to ask you to come forth and trust Christ right now. Don't put it off. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Take Brian by the hand and you can walk out of this church knowing the master of the storm. Knowing that you can find help. You can have hope today that the sun will shine again. You can have hope that the waves will stop beating. You can have a great faith that will last you if the storm gets as big as the storms on Jupiter. You can have the master of the storm. Would you come? Christian, what about you? Where are you at in your life? What's happening in your life? Are you about to jump ship? <laughs> I'm preaching to somebody. I'm preaching to somebody who's about to jump ship. I'm tired of the storms, preacher. It wasn't supposed to be like this. I got saved. I served God. I gave. I tithed. I've come to church. I, I mean, for years, preacher, I've been faithful, and now I'm just thinking about just quitting. Don't you dare quit. Don't you dare jump the ship. Don't you dare jump out in the waves. They'll drown you. The only hope you have is Jesus. The only hope you have this morning is get to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you feel like he's asleep, why don't you shake him right hard this morning? Amen. If you feel like he's not doesn't care about your problem, why don't you go down and shake him right hard? He's, a, he's there. He's with you. Why don't you do something about it? Praise God. Why don't you go to the pilot house? And see him that he's still at the steering wheel, praise God. Why don't you move? Why don't you get on this altar? Why don't you just, you say, preacher, I don't know what to pray. Well, I don't know what to tell you to pray. Sometimes I don't know what to pray myself. Why don't you just pray, master, master? If you don't help, something's going something's to happen. If you don't help, it's going to be disaster. Anybody else want to come? We wait for just a moment. Brian, would you pray with them, please? Put your hands on them. Pray with them. Anybody else need to come? Preacher, you don't know how bad it is. Don't care how bad it is. You don't know how long it's been storming in my life. Don't care. I know the master of disaster. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. We wait for just a moment. I want to ask you a question now, and I do want you to raise your hand. If you've got help this morning, would you slip up your hand? Just if you got if you got some encouragement, God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. That helps me. That helps me. I appreciate that. That's what I came for. To give you some help from the Word of God.
All right, you can look this way. We want to do what I told you we was going to do. I want to open the doors of the church now. And uh, let me go back to this other mic, guys. We're, we're done on Facebook. Don't worry about being. The church at this time, play something happy, Lisa. And uh, we're done with.